Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast with Josiah and Anjuska. And Anjuska. And um, I'm really excited about this podcast. We had other ideas and I heard something at work uh, in one of my podcasts about the bite model of authoritarian control. And I thought this would be really cool to talk about. Yeah. Because we've talked about um, several cult-related things yeah. with uh, ATI and then Plexus. And then we've kind of mentioned, kind of between us, like, well, there were other cultish things. Like, sometimes it feels like evangelicalism yeah. is a cult. Like, everything's a cult. Yeah, cultish tendencies. And it's yeah. like, at what point can you call something a cult? Because even to call ATI a cult took me a long time to use that word towards yeah. it. And sometimes I still wonder whether I should. Yeah. I, I really think I should with ATI. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's... We've gotten to know cult as such a harsh word and such a extreme word. Yeah. But other than extremes, what else could it be? You know, like other than extreme cases where everybody's isolated into one compound mm-hmm. and, um, and kill themselves at the end when they're caught or something like, yeah. like we think of that as cult, but like, surely that's just an extreme scenario of a cult. Mm-hmm. So it is a cult. And if like the, I was just, uh, reading about the branch Davidians that or in Waco, Texas, there was a standoff and they all blew themselves up. And then there was the Jimmy Jones, uh, people that went down to South America and they all drank Kool-Aid that would, had arsenic and killed themselves. Yeah. That's where that wonderful expression comes (laughs) from. But even if those people hadn't killed themselves at the end, like it's still cultish, right? Like it's not the killing yourself at the end that makes it a cult. (laughs) It's the fact that somebody has that much control that they, that there's complete mind control, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what, and then you can have that to a somewhat lesser degree, but still be really toxic and unhealthy. And what was kind of neat about this, and I, I kind of looked at it a little bit and I was like, oh, I'm just going to talk about this with you so we can experience it together because it's it's just so much on, like, it's so relevant to what we've been talking about. And what it seems like is this is kind of an empirical way of assessing how much something is cultish. Hmm. Because it's got to be different levels. It's got to be levels. Like, yeah. It's not, we hear of the extreme scenarios, but that doesn't make everything a cult being an extreme scenario. Just like in Christianity, there's all these different denominations and the extreme ones, the more milder ones are like, well, the extreme ones don't count. They're like, but I don't mm-hmm. know, like they're still Christians or I don't know. Yeah. Everything's on a spectrum. Yeah. Everything's on a continuum. And, continuum. and I've, or a spectrum, whichever. I've realized even like, like as a teacher, I definitely see how I could do some of these things or even how some of the techniques that I've used in the past, that maybe wasn't encouraging people to think freely. It was more like delivering them what they should believe. So it's, Mm. it can be really insidious to think of like, actually, this isn't so far from home, you know, like I could see myself, you know, like in some, like we we think of a what I'm trying to say is we think of cults as something really strange and far and foreign but it can be as close it can be very close to home and honestly the people that get sucked up into cults don't mean to be sucked no, up of into course cults not. but the cult is giving them an answer to their life yeah. problems or is promising them 
something that they need is promising mm -hmm. them uh, a happy life or promising them to solve all their problems or promising mm -hmm. them to have love and support and acceptance or promising them to know how to raise their kids well or you know yeah. like it, it it fits it fills a problem in people's lives and that's how they get into it um like a frog in water or yeah. like it it's yeah and i was just talking with uh david valentine who is um is a scholar that i know through uh, the group the facebook group Pro patristics for protestants and i've known him for a long time because we both have an interest in the early church and we just did a podcast on like what's wrong with american evangelicalism like they're going crazy and i'm trying to figure out if there's another way and as a european he's like we have a completely different way and we think American evangelicalism is really bizarre which was refreshing for me to hear and one of the things that we discussed is like in European evangelicalism like there's the biblical model of the first the apostles then the prophets then the preachers then the teachers or and the evangelists and over there it's like there's leadership that has been to seminary and that have doctorates and that have a broader worldview and understand church history and understand the various streams of doctrine that go into making us who we are. And then that kind of trickles down. Those people are kind of in charge of things. And then that trickles down to the evangelists that might not have the same level of education, but they're really charismatic and, and they have that personality to get it out there. Whereas in the States, it's kind of the opposite where the main qualification to be a leader in the evangelical movement, because it is kind of a publishing house. It is kind of a, a media thing your main qualification is just to get really popular. Well, I think it's having the charisma, isn't it? Yeah, like, like having, having the charisma that attracts people and Yeah. Um Yeah. Like we talked about Joshua Harris in the previous podcast and it's like why and he regrets it now and we kind of feel sorry for him in a way because he can't live that down at 19 he wrote this best-selling book. And now at like 36 or whatever. Well, his kids are in college, so maybe a little bit older than that. Or, <laughs> yeah. He, 40s. <laughs> yeah. So at 40, he can't live that down, you know, and he should never have been put in that position. And the rest of the evangelical church should not have been in the position of following this guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a popularizer of other ideas. He's not somebody that should be creating the ideas at 19. Mm -hmm. But things, but anyways, where I was going with that is the evangelical the American evangelical system is set up to create cult-like situations. Yeah. Because if you have that charismatic personality, if you have that, hey, look at me, sure, you're preaching the gospel as far as like, you're all sinners, you're going to hell, you know, believe in Jesus and you'll be saved. And then you get a whole bunch of people following you and then all of a sudden you have this power. And it seems like there's a lot of first-generation Christians. They haven't done a lot of work on themselves. Maybe they came from a rough background. They didn't do work on, you know, healing that. And all of a sudden they're in this position of leadership. And then you have potentially, you know, a cult or, or just a church that runs in a cultic way. Mm -hmm. And this site mentioned you can have businesses that can be cult-like. You can have uh, families that can be cult-like. You can definitely have religions that can be cult-like. You can have terrorist organizations that can be cult-like. Pretty much any group of people can become cult-like. Mm -hmm. So... Here are the four components of the bite model. And I'd be curious, I'm just going to read through these. And um, I'd like you to let me know 
Yeah. How many or check mark how many of these apply to ATI? Yeah. And I'm going to uh -huh. try and also keep track of how many apply to um, to my upbringing. And my upbringing is raised in an abusive home yeah, uh, and very, very home. fundamentalist. Uh, like my dad was basically our spiritual leader. Well, like you just talked about, you know, in Europe, you have these people that are educated, that are in, at the top, but in America, you have whoever has charisma. Well, in your family, it's just your dad and the Bible. Like yeah. even concordances were frowned upon yeah. from him. Like it just had to be between him and God. So it's like there was no accountability. Yeah. Um, and there was a very strong legalistic authoritarian um, mindset in him mm -hmm. in your dad so or is <laughs> yeah. in your dad so that led to a very dysfunctional spiritually abusive yeah. home um, on top of other yeah. <laughs> issues so it would be very interesting to see yeah. like I haven't looked through the spike method yet so it would be really interesting to see your bringing in a home that only focuses between the dad as the leader and, and God and then in my bringing that everything is like taught through ATI um, mm -hmm. and their leader Bill Gothard mm -hmm. it would be interesting because it's very different because mine like you absorbed my dad was the spiritual leader of the home but absorbed all the teaching taught by ATI yeah curriculum so from outside sources that he absorbed and implemented mm -hmm. whereas yours was like just me and God yeah and anybody else that says something I don't agree with is bad and wrong yeah <laughs> like So let's do this. So which one of us came from a more cultic background? That'll let's be the question. Let's find out. Who should, what's the prize for the person that wins? I mean, this is not... It's, okay, so this actually makes me think in a more serious note about trauma. And yeah. And this traumas with a T and a capital T and traumas with a little T. Mm -hmm. All traumas are a big deal. And some people process trauma... Like the same two people can go through the exact same trauma. Yeah. And one person can kind of shrug it off it doesn't impact them as much whereas someone else can be very deeply impacted and when we read the book the body keeps the score it gives a lot of examples in there of mm -hmm. two people like through the same accidents the same injuries or and one that was able to continue on and the other one just completely fell apart yeah um so it's something to realize like it's not just a competition <laughs> like the person that is from the most cultic background has Uh, can have the most time to process while the other one takes care of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and for someone who comes from a lesser traumatic background as maybe we have or a spiritual abusive home, um, it's still really important mm -hmm. to deal with it. So even if you look through, someone else was to look through this, this uh, website and just see a few things come up, those few things might be really, really deep. Yeah. And are important. Yeah. So I know you were joking, but I yeah. also just want to be like, it's it's not just competitive. And it's, all, yeah, okay, that's, that's a very fair, <laughs> I, I can be a little bit too competitive. I was trying to make a joke. I know, but, it is but also, funny. I, just, I don't want to give the wrong impression about this website either. There's no promise in this that kind of a 10 out of 10 will be an actual empirical score. For sure. There it's isn't. just to help bring awareness yeah. to th These are... two qualities that are called, like yeah. could can indicate cultic like behavior yeah. yeah so he starts it off with a very brief introduction here to the bite method oh and i should say that the author um 
is uh, he came from the Mooney uh, cult or oh. the Moon cult, um, and so and he deprogrammed from that, and so he has um, firsthand experience. firsthand experience with uh, what it is like to be in a cult, and he's got a bunch of blog posts on QAnon on here, so <gasps> I'll definitely <laughs> QAnon is a cult. It, it, it would appear <laughs> that he thinks it is. Okay, so he usually people that are have been in one can spot other things very. It easily. is, it is, it is frightening how similar it is, and frightening how you see the tactics everywhere. Yep. Once you get get out, yes. Because, I mean, controlling people—that's where the money is, and that's where this pre- prestige and, and yeah. everything is. And once people, there, there's certain ways people control. Yep. All right. So <laughs> many people think of mind control as an ambiguous, myster- mystical process that cannot be defined in concrete terms. In reality, mind control refers to a specific set of methods and techniques, such as hypnosis or thought stopping, that influence how a person thinks, feels, and acts. Based on research and theory by Robert J. Lifton, Margaret Singer, Edgar Schein, <laughs> I think, uh, Louis J. Jolden West and others who studied brainwashing in Maoist China as well as cognitive dissonance theory by Leon Festinger. Stephen Hassan developed the BITE method, the BITE model to describe specific methods that cults use to recruit and maintain control over people. BITE stands for behavior, information, thought, and emotional control. All right, so let's talk about behavior control. Are you ready? I'm just going to read through these quick. Let me know how many of these apply, and then we can come back to talk about specific ones that stand out to you. Okay. So, a cultic leader will regulate individuals' physical reality, dictate where, how, and with whom the member lives and associates or isolates them, when, how, and with whom the member has sex, control types of clothing and hairstyle, regulate food and drink, hunger and or fasting, Manipulation and deprivation of sleep. Financial exploitation, manipulation, or dependence. Restrict leisure, entertainment, and vacation time. Major time spent with group indoctrination and rituals and or self-indoctrination, including the internet. Permission required for major decisions. Rewards and punishments used to modify behaviors, both positive and negative. Discourage individualism, encourage groupthink. 13. Impose rigid rules and regulations. 14. Punish disobedience by beatings, torture, burning, cutting, rape, or tattooing and branding. 15. Threaten harm to family and friends. 16. Force individuals to rape or be raped. Encourage and engage in corporal punishment. Instill dependency and obedience. Kidnapping. Night, uh, beating. Torture. Rape. Separation of family. Imprisonment. And murder. I'm at 17. Out of how many? 25. Wow. I mean, some of them to lesser degrees. Yeah. So small, but still... I counted 15. Wow. Which one of those... I win. <laughs> <laughs> you're not competitive unless you're going to win, right? Is that how the rule works? Pretty much. 
Sorry, I'm writing this down. Like <laughs> a card a scoreboard. game. I got a scoreboard here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, which one of those really stood out to you? Well, at first it was all yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Like controlling hairstyle and dress, controlling yeah. who you live with, controlling who and where and when you have sex, controlling um, who you hang out with, controlling leisure and vacation, controlling decision-making and vacation and leisure. Um, like those are all... HI definitely does that. Like mm -hmm. it's very rules based mm -hmm. so it leads to very controlling yeah. um, and then when it talks about like separation from family and stuff like I said yes to that because like you right. end up you end up judging your family so much like they're too liberal mm -hmm. so then they're bad influence and peer pressure so we don't connect with them anymore mm -hmm. like we can't be close to them so um, it does separate family and then if a child grows up and decides to have a different lifestyle than ATI, then suddenly that child is no longer welcome. Mm -hmm. Like even when we're dating and, and I was changing, still Christian, but changing, my dad didn't like it and told my youngest siblings they couldn't talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, that separates the family. Yeah. So, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely a lot of... A lot of yes with that controlling of everyday life mm -hmm. even part of the applications like anyone does anybody else live in your household does it like mm -hmm. it's yeah what about you well so my past is very different and mm -hmm. because it's so much like um my dad it's all about my dad and then to a lesser but more like to a lesser degree but it's also about my mom and and her way of controlling things too but I really thought about controlling types of clothing and, um, and, and different, like th we had to do things dad's way. Mm -hmm. And even the silly things like as an adult, I rebelled and I know this is really seems benign, but I bought a different type of fishing rod. Yeah. And gun. And it was a big deal Yeah, because dad had instilled in us that this is you know, when I was a kid, I tried this kind of fishing rod and this kind, and I figured out that this is the right kind. And and he just made such a big deal about silly little things like that, yeah. that that was the the Meyer way of doing things. Yeah, and that came up a lot in our marriage. Like, you, yeah. you're often like, that's the Meyer way. Well, why? Well, that's what Dad said. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it almost had like a religious sense mm -hmm. to it because everything was so religious. It was hard to kind of differentiate that and I knew if he came to visit and he saw the different kind of fishing rod it, like he would it would kind of be a big deal he would give you a hard time about he would it. give me a hard time about it and I mean if we get back to like it would be great um, you guys could listen to the podcast on uh, domestic abuse and talking about narcissistic families and how you can lose points and and feel like you're you're moving down and I would have that sense of like I want I don't want to move down mm -hmm. in his estimation and there's such that powerful control that he would have even much later in life and something else that was kind of insidious but very powerful was how they kind of sabotaged me as I tried to get away yes and I was trying to find healthy friends and they would cut down those friends. And I was trying to find healthy mentors and healthy church and healthy spiritual community. And they would like really, really bad mouth um, those friends or that spiritual mm -hmm. community. And even when I was trying to get away from home, like 
our family put such a, a premium on our minds and like we had we were kind of arrogant about how smart we were and yet when i tried to go away to bible school which you would think they'd be on board with like there was just so little help like even just trying to figure out the paperwork or trying to get a student loan figured out or anything like that it was just i was completely on my own and it was only recently that I realized how much like a normal parent would help a child with that. I shouldn't have had to be at, at that age trying to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. But it was kind of this passive way of trying to keep me dependent so that I could yeah. be at home and under their control. Yeah. Um, and so that to me kind of speaks of this kind of cultish yeah. control. Like, yeah. Trying to keep you a kid who doesn't think yeah. you can't do things on their own. So that is behavior control. How about information control? All right. Number one, deception. Deliberately withholding information. Distort information to make it more acceptable. Systematically lie to the cult member. Number two, minimize. Would you consider lying like... You know, I'm just thinking ATI like... I feel like there was a lot of information omitted or twisted for their methods. Mm-hmm. Is that lying though? Maybe it's not. How much... I feel like in ATI there was such a, um, a secrecy. Don't tell them. Don't tell anybody. That's don't. true. That secrecy is basically lying. It's basically but a lie. But in a Christian way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was listening to an interview with somebody that had been groomed by Bill Gothard. And like he had these vows of like I would never hug another woman. But then he would go into this closet with a young girl and be like I can tell that your love language is hugging. So I'm going to break my rule just for you. Yeah. And it's like... She can't tell anyone. And then don't tell anybody. Yeah. So that to me is like, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And you're lying to everybody else when you say that and make a big deal about how you have this rule, but then you're breaking it. So I find, I find there's a huge, and then like there's this double standard. And then I feel like almost everybody I know that has been through ATI struggles with lying or deception to some extent that's true you know that is very true because it teach like in the in the rules are so unrealistic you have to hide part of yourself yeah all right so i'll say yes to that okay. can you start over reading the question number one is deception <laughs> deliberately withhold information distort information to make it more acceptable systematically lie to the cult member this is all one two Minimize or discourage access to non-cult sources of information, including internet, TV, radio, books, articles, newspapers, magazines, media. Minimizing information or critical information, former members, keeping members busy so they don't have time to think and investigate. Is this too much? I completely lost what you were saying because like... You said this was all one, so does that count as one thing, or is it all together? Well, it's a little bit confusing in this one because there's two, like there's a a bunch of sub points in this. It's like one A, one B, one C. Should we count those all separate, or we count it all the same? I think we're counting it all the same. Okay, so we gotta start over. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, number one, I got it. The Um, deception. Yeah. Is all the one. Yeah. Number two is minimizing or discouraging access to non-cult sources of information. Yeah, definitely. So former members, um, keeping members so busy that they don't have time to think and investigate. (laughs) So even just going to the basic seminar, like they pile on hours and hours of information and they just like reference the Bible verses. You don't even have time to look them up. And they do this all the time. Okay. All right. 
Got it. And control through cell phones with texting calls and internet tracking. Oh, yeah. They have their own system that you can sign up and pay for. Really? Well, like for like, you know, Wi-Fi protection or something. Oh, really? Well, you know, we bought one for our kids. Yeah. We didn't buy theirs. But yeah. they have their own monthly one. Might as well make money off of what they teach, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much they... <laughs> Anyway, keep going. But actually, I do want to stop on this one, that keeping members so busy they don't have time to think and investigate. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're encouraging people to have tons and tons of kids, (laughs) that also, like... (laughs) Uh, I have all the kids that God gives you. Like, every... Especially for the woman. Like, when I think of an ATI family, I just think of exhaustion. Like, there's so much expectations. There's so many kids. It's so unreasonable. That like when do you ever have a time to be like, you know, educate yourself on yeah. on anything on world history or on? Because pretty on the much Bible for me, like my time of educating myself has been this year when I've stopped teaching my kids. Yeah, like homeschooling. And right, because you're homeschooling them too. Yeah, and it's just so much. It's like I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So now to find myself, I've had to stop homeschooling. Yeah. So and. My thoughts are changing because I'm educating myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love it. Okay, so that's number two. Number one was deception. Number two is minimizing other information. Number three is compartmentalize information into outsider versus insider Ooh. doctrines. Like ensuring that information is not freely accessible. Control information at different levels and missions within group. Allow other leadership to decide who needs to know what and when. Oh Allow only God. leadership to decide who needs to know what and when. So when you're a kid, even if you're a grown adult kid, but you're still under your father's control, authority, then they can still withhold any information they want mm-hmm. from you because they're the leader. Yeah. And because they don't want, they don't want people stumbling in their faith. <laughs> Right? <laughs> More like they don't want to lose control. <laughs> they don't want them to grow up. Yeah. Number four, encourage spying on other members. <laughs> oh my word. Impose a buddy system to monitor and control member. How? Report deviant thoughts. Deviant. Deviant. Deviant <laughs> thoughts, feelings, and actions to leadership. Ensure that individual behavior is monitored by the group. So that's like if you have a crush on somebody, you have to report deviant oh, yes. behaviors. <laughs> or like, so-and-so is flirting too much. Who, do, who defines it as flirting if you're just being friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number five. Number five, extensive use of cult-generated... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> extensive use of cult-generated information and propaganda, including... <laughs> Newsletters, newsletters, magazines, (laughs) journals, audio tapes, videotapes, YouTube, video, movies, and other media. (laughs) Misquoting statements or using them out of context (gasps) from non-cult sources. Oh my goodness. Is that a check? Yeah. Big, huge check. Number six, unethical use of confession. (laughs) Information about sins used to disrupt and or dissolve identity boundaries. Withholding forgiveness or absolution. Manipulation of memory. Possible false memories. So this is six points. Like with mm-hmm. sub points. But six points underneath information control. ATI scores a 10 out of 6. <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely a six out of six. What about you? Um, Still figuring out. Eh? There's so much I think, information control in ATI. I think six out of six, but it might be to a slightly lesser degree. Right. Because, yeah. you know, we were encouraged to think for ourselves, but... Not too much. Not too much. Because <laughs> when you, know, you read books certain... that really influenced you and yeah. impacted you, if they didn't fit your dad's worldview approval, they were, like, trashed. Yeah. Yeah. But there was very much, like... I mean, evolution is bad. So anybody mm. that teaches evolution is bad. And, like, any anything that, you know, believes in abortion, if anywhere in the organization there's abortion, then the whole thing is bad. Or if anywhere yeah. in there there's sex ed, the whole thing is bad, you know. Right. TV was, you know, neither of us had TVs growing up. You know, like, we can't watch TV. You can't read secular books. You can't um, just, like, watch the news or... So think for yourself within this box. Yeah. So we only read Christian books and we only... And only approved Christian books. Right. And then, even then, it was like, well, if if Dad disagreed with them and he would disagree with most Christians Mm. uh, or find some way to tear them down, we would always kind of default to him. So... Like, it's only as an adult that I've kind of discovered great literature. Yeah. And, Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> I mean, Harry Potter is a great book. It is. It It's great because it shows a lot of human nature. Mm-hmm. And that was something that, as I learned great literature, I began to see patterns of, like, good people and bad people. Mm-hmm. Not just in Christian literature, the way we kind of two-dimensionally talk about good and bad, but, like, the larger ideas of what it is to be a really good person and a really bad person then I started to see my parents mm. and how they followed the, the archetype of the evil ruler hmm. and the wicked witch archetype I'm not saying she is a witch but like the wicked witch archetype through throughout great literature and when you see these patterns it's like wow you know like that's it's empowering to have great literature, I find. Yeah. And I think that's why... And, and critical thought and, and just broader ideas. And that's why yeah. cult leaders don't want you to be able to think. Yeah. Control the information. So yeah. You, if you can control the information, you control the people. Yeah. ATI had more of just deluging Oh, yeah. With... And they they create a lot of content. Yeah, they a create lot, a lot, lot of content. A lot of content. So you didn't need to look anywhere else because you had enough to keep you busy. If there was kind of a chink in the armor of my parents, it was like they didn't, they weren't able to create enough content. Mm. So they did have to kind of go broader. And that is part of what brought me out of it was yeah. I wanted to read other stuff. And then it started to make me think differently yeah. than my dad. Hmm. Thought control. Oh, I'm sure this is going to be a lot for me. Required mem- number one, required members to internalize the group's doctrine as truth. Point A, adopting the group's map of reality as reality. Install black and white thinking. Oh, yeah. Decide between good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Organize people into us versus them. Insiders versus outsiders. Mm-hmm. Change person's name and identity. Use of loaded language and cliches which constrict knowledge, stop critical thought, and reduce complexities into platitudes Buzzword. and buzzwords. Wow. That's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Encourage only good and proper thoughts. Hypnotic techniques are used to alter mental states, undermine critical thinking, and even to age regress the members. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That age is regressing very members. Interesting. Yeah. 
It's like in HI when we joined, I remember at one point my dad going to his father-in-law to ask him for his opinion on something, like regressing into needing approval from yeah. that. That's age aggression. Yeah. I always like struck me as weird. I mean, he had six kids by then. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But something that we've kind of alluded to in other podcasts about ATI is you have like a 27-year-old guy yeah. or a 35-year-old girl, woman, that acts like a girl a or teenager. a boy. Yeah. They, they haven't like grown, grown up. up. No. And I think that that is a cult tendency of yeah. age regressing. Like, yeah. Whole, because... Kids can be controlled a lot better than adults, right? Sure. Yeah. Members are manipulated and false memories are created. Memories are manipulated. Oh, memories are manipulated and false memories are created. Teaching thought-stopping techniques which shut down reality testing by stopping negative thoughts and allowing only positive thoughts, Ooh. including denial, rationalization, justification, wishful thinking... Chanting, meditating, praying, speaking in tongues, singing or humming. Wow. Isn't that... Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So anytime that you start to have a negative thought, you just sing a song. Replace it with the thoughts of God. You say, God bless you, or you say <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Rejection of rational analysis, critical thinking, constructive criticism. Forbid critical questions about leader, doctrine, or policy allowed. Whew. Labeling alternative belief systems as illegitimate, evil, or not useful. Instill new map of reality. Wow. I didn't even stop to count how many points as we were reading. I think mm -hmm. they probably all cut. I'll check. <laughs> I think... Okay, there's 11 here. I think I probably got 8 or 9 out of 11. But this memories are manipulated and false memories are created. I mean, that so was very much. clear. So Trump. True. And so Trump. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Thought-stopping techniques. I mean, even though we were told it was critical thought, it's like, no, you, but you can't think anything that dad doesn't think. Yeah. And The consequences are too big. This black and white thinking, I think, is something we have in common with our background. Just there's yeah. good people and evil people there's i think that's a thing in generally in christianity at least american christianity mm -hmm. it's like black and white and the bible tells you yeah um, life is gray yeah <laughs> and that is something like if people have a bit of more of a higher education they i think they are able to yeah it makes you think yeah even just when i studied more about church history it's like well man like christians throughout the history have had very divergent thoughts mm -hmm. and like some of the founders of the church they wouldn't be allowed to preach in our church based on some of the things they believed but they're still somehow christians yeah but when you only stay within your little bubble it's easy to believe that only we are right and everybody else is wrong yeah. the next section here is called emotional control Manipulate and narrow the range of feelings. Some emotions and or needs are deemed as evil, wrong, or selfish. Teach emotion-stopping techniques to block feelings of homesickness, anger, doubt. I would add to that, like, sexual yeah. growth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, like, normal as a teenager, mm -hmm. but very much thought to emotion-stop. Yeah. And techniques about that. Yeah. Or, f or feelings of fear. Yeah. Like legitimate, like your gut, you know, like, oh, yeah. this person feels unsafe. 
oh yeah, we'll just block your... that you know don't listen to yeah. that's just that's just your flesh or whatever yeah make the person feel that problems are always their own fault <laughs> never the leaders or the group's fault yikes yeah Promote feelings of guilt or unworthiness, such as identify guilt, you are not living up to your potential, your family is deficient, your past is suspect, your affiliations are unwise, your thoughts, feelings, actions are irrelevant or selfish, social guilt, hysterical guilt. So from all those feelings, promote feelings of guilt or unworthiness. Wow. And I feel like the doctrine of original sin really is part of this too like yeah you know you're born a sinner or adam was a sinner you're a sinner your thoughts are sinful total as depravity. soon as you're born you're a sinner wretched yeah. fool you are yeah <laughs> yeah instill fear such as fear of thinking independently the outside world enemies losing one's salvation leaving or being shunned by the group others disapproval historical guilt Extremes of emotional highs and lows, love bombing, and praise one moment and then declaring you a horrible sinner. And that creates what we had mentioned in the one about domestic abuse that creates trauma bonding, where you get as addicted to the highs as you get addicted to the lows. Yeah. Because it's kind of this almost abusive relationship that can be created in religion, where like, you're a terrible sinner, you know, and this is what we love you. But we love you anyways. And it's kind of this. It's like abuse. It's, mm-hmm. but it creates this deep bond. Extremes of emotional highs and lows. That's oh no, what we I just, just did said. that. <laughs> Ritualistic and sometimes public confession of sins. Hmm. Phobia indoctrination. In cul- inculcating. Inculcating irrational fears about leaving the group or questioning the leader's authority. No happiness or fulfillment possible outside of the group. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible consequences if you leave. Hell. Demon possession. Incurable diseases. Oh, wow. Accidents. Suicide. Insanity. 10,000 reincarnations. <laughs> um, shunning of those who leave. Fear of being rejected by friends and family. Never a legitimate reason to leave. Those who leave are weak, undiscipled. Undisciplined. Undisciplined. Unspiritual, worldly, brainwashed by family or counselor, or seduced by money, sex, or rock and roll. And threats of harm to ex-members and family. Wow. This is like, so these are the four sections Mm -hmm. of this model. And we read through it, and we're just like, check, 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 skip, check, 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 skip, check, 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 skip. Like, I don't even need to put a number to it because it's so strong. Yeah. It's so strong that, like, it kind of confirms my thoughts that, like, H.I. was brainwashing and H.I. was cult. Cult based. Whether you want to call it a cult or not, it was cultic in its behaviors. And the things, like like we said at the beginning, it's like, just because people aren't getting killed or kidnapped or or raped, that doesn't mean it's not a cult. And And those are the things we skipped. It's like, okay, well, we're not... There isn't that extreme. Yeah. But there's all the other elements of control. Yes. And I think like nowadays cults are changing. And ATI was part of that movement really. Where it's like, it's not just all in one location. Yes. In one town. It's not just like, okay, all move to Waco, Texas and let's have a cult. No, it's 
like he had the internet now like even now like all the right-wing people that are all think the same are moving to parlor yeah instead of facebook you know it's like let's all move together our thoughts and just feed into each other's thoughts and make ourselves think believe it even stronger but we're not being challenged by anybody else and they're not living all this in the same place they're all over the world Mm -hmm. but they connect through the internet and groups and that's that's the that's our new reality. Yeah. That calls can develop that that's way, so like true. QAnon. Yeah. And with ATI, it wasn't through the internet because that didn't come till much later. Um, now it's still used as the internet, but like before, it wasn't like that. But they had yearly huge conference that as many families as could manage would come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had regional conferences. For people to come to and they had their their newsletters and they had their email no. newsletter devotionals after a while and all like all the materials mm-hmm. that united the people yeah um sort of pre-internet days but yeah. like still united the people and created this worldwide cult yeah but not all in one location not all in one location and that doesn't mean then that it's not a cult Mm -hmm. it's just a different technique and techniques are going to change Mm -hmm. that's why you need critical thinking and that's why you need to be aware and be alert yeah to what you to where you get your source of information and to where what you feed into yourself and like you need to be aware about these tendencies Mm -hmm. and even the like the political associations that you join or the companies the you know, if you choose to sell products or if you, yeah, you know, any sort of an association can end up having a cultic yeah. feel to it. And, you know, some diversify. It, yeah. Well, you need to ask, like, what kind of um, behavior control, what kind of information control? Yeah. What kind of thought control and emotional control is this group exerting over us? Yeah. And I thought that they, there was a pretty good conclusion to this. And it's pretty I'll just end with this unless there's something else you want to nope, say. That's good. Our kid is waking up, so we'll just wrap up here. (laughs) Destructive mind control can be determined when the overall effect of these four components promotes dependency and obedience to some leader or cause. It is not necessary for every single item on this list to be present. Like many techniques, it is not inherently good or evil. If mind control techniques are used to empower an individual to have more choice and authority for their life, and authority for their life remains within themselves, the effects can be beneficial. Like I'm thinking of maybe a health club or a gym. Maybe maybe your health instructor is go, go, go. And they, they, when you're in the gym, they really push you. But that's for your benefit and you can leave your own free will. For example, benevolent mind control can be used to help people quit smoking without affecting any other behavior. Mind control becomes destructive when it undermines a person's ability to think and act independently. Mm. And that's really the key. Yeah, independence is yeah. not all bad. <laughs> yeah. But when you can't get out of it, that's that's the problem. Without consequences. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, this was really enlightening. I'm glad you mm-hmm. brought this up. Um, and definitely check out if you have any questions. Like as a as a person working through whatever, like your church, your background, your yeah family like check out this website called freedomofmind.com slash bite dash model freedomofmind.com slash bite dot uh bite 
slash slash uh, but it, model. the website is freedomofmind.com that's uh yeah and then you can tab. look up the bite model yeah. And it looks like there's a control. lot of really great resources on here. I just started looking at it. It's just very professionally done, very concise, a lot of great research. It's even HTTPS, which is a fairly safe that is site. A good, that know? is a good indication. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just super sensitive. I'm super sensitive to cult-like behavior because... It's been hell trying to get out of yeah. it, and I still am. So I just, I guess that's why we like to bring awareness to mm-hmm. us. And same for you, your family of origin, completely different yeah. experience, but same authoritarian control. Yeah. Um, same kind so yeah. of programming and yeah. to try and leave. Hell. Yeah. So And hell. basically, there's no way to really no leave except yeah. to be completely sure. out. And huh. even then, like. <laughs> You still have these fears in the back of your mind, like, well, yeah. what will they, might they do? What might they do? Yeah. So. There'll be consequences when there you. There will be consequences. Leave and think on your own and yeah. chart your own path. Exactly. That's how it is. So inform yourself and don't be held back by fear. Mm-hmm. Move towards freedom. Yeah. And don't get into it in the first place. Well, in <laughs> the future. If you can help it. Yeah. In the future, be wiser. Yeah. And bring awareness. Yeah. All right. So the Seeking Health Podcast with Josiah and Jessica Meyer. Don't get into a cult. Have a good day.